Let's see if Discord survives this time. It did. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. Hooray. I don't know what that was. As soon as I clicked on OBS, the Discord closed on me. Anyway, this is uh, another technically uh, perfect game of Star Trek Europa. I am your host, as always, Jeff Harvey. You can find me in all the places at Studio Tembo. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, that's where you found me. If you're listening to it on any podcast place, then please enjoy it there. Share it with your friends uh, and tell everyone everything about everyone. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce the crew of today's episode. Let's start with Brian. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm playing multiple characters, including uh, uh, Ensign Yesbeth Page. Um, uh, for my plug, I will plug Beat Nice to Geese. Uh, they're they're nesting this season, so leave them alone. If they seem like if they're holding their ground, it's probably because there's a nest nearby. Stay away. Yes, and if they're if they're coming through Brian's speakers, it's because Brian is too close to their nests. <laughs> well, it's because there's a couple aggressive males out there who will, they'll fight you. They'll yeah, fight Brian, you. In here Brian too. is actually the king of geese. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three geese in a trench coat. Brian, the geeseling king. Um, <laughs> um, let's go ahead with Kendall. Hi, I'm Kendall. You can find me in Kendall the Elemental on TikTok. Um, I'll be playing um, somebody. A couple people. <laughs> X, uh, XO Eleanor Brooks, um, Communications Officer Tana Soul, and Ensign uh, Amathi. And you can also find me on St. Pete by Night. All right, Evelyn. I am Evelyn. You can find me on TikTok at Caffeinatrix with two X's. You can also find me at St. Pete by Night, and I will be playing Dr. Dasavi Onayat, the CMO, as well as Lieutenant um, Fiona Mills and Ensign Rebecca O'Connor. All right. Anywhere you want to be found or not found? I said those already. Oh, I was listening to somebody else. Not Jack. paying attention. I know. I was loading Ew. up. Our, I was loading up today's story. Sorry, Jack. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jack. Uh, while I am here on Star Trek Europa, I play Captain Orani Ambrose as well as Lieutenant Tongs, uh, Lieutenant Tong, Lieutenant Jisa, and the SSH that everybody loves. But when uh, when I am not here playing various aliens, uh, you can find me over on my own channel, Twitch.tv/RPGsUncovered, and the social the associated social medias everywhere under the same name. Uh, Right now I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus as I am setting up season five of RPGs Uncovered, a series dedicated to showing just how quick and easy it can be to learn a new TTRPG. Uh, I am looking to start this new season sometime in the first week of May. Uh, So come hang out on Twitter, come hang out on our Discord. We're going to be playing a really cool game if I can get this nailed down. Most of it's already set up, uh, but stay stay tuned for more announcements. And on Monday you can find me over at twitch.tv slash Tales from the Table Studio playing a Crumbling Foundation, an SCP actual play. Right. So let's get going with some Star Trek. Yes. Uh, As for additional Star Trek news, uh, there will be some uh, Star Trek... I'm sorry, what was the game? Continuing Conversations will be uh, be ongoing. Uh, There's a couple new episodes coming out. there might be a missed week in there somewhere because I think there's a, a break in the schedule, but uh, keep an eye out for those. If you like them, subscribe to the channel, obviously. Um, episodes of this show will be released on uh, YouTube on Mondays. So you can watch it live on Tuesday or catch the replay the following Monday um, with some slight edits for time. Um, all right. With that, let's go ahead and do a recap of last week. Who's got the notes? I think Jack was supposed to take over for this because I think Evelyn um, went lost her mind. <laughs> she had it. Uh, lost that shit a long time ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the string has been let go of. Uh, yeah, I can I can take a shot at it. Sure. Just last episode. Previously, on Star Trek Europa. That was the first episode of season three. We picked up with a confrontation between the Europa and a handful of Klingon ships, right? Klingon ships. Uh, They were rotten. They were Klingon. Were they Romulan or Klingon? Klingon, sorry. There was a Romulan ship that came in later. Okay, they were Klingon. Small battle with a handful of Klingon ships of House uh, 
Varnock? Varnock, uh, who is in league with House Duras and all kinds of bad stuff. Uh, we kicked their ass with the help of General Vorka, the, commanda- the commander of the allied Klingon fleet uh, that is working with the Federation, and towards the end, Commander Dorith, uh, who is the Romulan commander of the the sort of joint Federation Romulan Klingon task force as we embark on yet another galactic war, multi-quadrant war, uh, with the Klingons having their own internal civil war and the Romulan Star Empire having their own internal civil war, both of which are reaching out into each other, into the Federation, into uncharted space, and... We have to put a stop to that. So we spent most of last episode uh, recapping who all our characters are, uh, seeing a little bit slice of life. We got a new lieutenant commander, Gerald Moss, who came aboard to take command of the Peregrine wing, uh, the fighter wing, since last season... Lieutenant Gisa uh, was not technically demoted in rank, but demoted out of the wing commander position, and she's none too happy about that. We had a little bit of a uh, briefing meeting with Dorith, Vorka, Toshari, and of course the senior staff about what we're going to do about the Sela problem. Uh, Dorith and Toshiri both believe that Sela is withholding forces, probably trying to draw in the opposition, uh, put us on the back foot, whatever it may be. And then we picked up a heavily encrypted message coming from Kronos, which is currently occupied by... Uh, House Duras and House Varnak. Uh, at least they're in charge. Martok got kicked out. Uh... And that's what this whole civil war is about. We picked up a heavily encrypted message from Kronos uh, sent into Romulan space specifically towards the. It, it was uh, the Iconian area. Iconian system. The, I always want to call them Eidolons because I have Farscape on my brain. They're <laughs> the Iconian system. Uh, and it we decrypted at least some of it. Uh, it seems to be coming... Uh, I I think it's, it said something about uh, uh, Tyrol or a Commander Tyrol. Uh, there is a large shipment of bioneural gel that Lupec has, that Romulan that was being harassed by the... Ferengi. The Ferengi, yes, my apologies. The Ferengi that was being harassed by the Packleds a couple of times last season. Uh, he's kind of a shady dealer, Uh so we need to, yeah, he, he has this bioneural gel that we believe he is sending over to Gothmara, a Romulan geneticist uh, who was previously in charge of cloning Marjad, a Klingon, uh, the bastard son of Chancellor Martok. And that was all of season one. We don't need to go back into that. But the Klingons... Uh, House Duras, House House of Arnak are asking Gothmara for more troops, which probably means more clones, which means the biogel. So we got to go do something about that. Yeah, so the names is Tural is the son of Duras. That's a good one to remember. That's the Klingon. Gothmara, that is the the genesist. We know that one. Daimon Lupek, he is the uh, Ferengi trader, I guess. Um... The uh, Darith, uh, the general whose name I forgot already, and that should be pretty good. I think today we don't need a lot of those names, but we need some of them. So, all right, all right. Uh, with that, um, let's go ahead and start. Um, Gisa, you are in the Peregrine Freighter. Uh, there is a a battle ongoing around you. Uh, Hot Jaw and. Uh, Juker, Weeby, and several others of the fighter wing are also there with you. Um, you are surrounded by da- by uh, Dominion fighters, uh, Jem'Hadar fighters. Um, things are going okay. You're holding holding your own for the most part. The Europa is smoking behind you uh, in the distance, uh, holding off one of the larger Dominion ships. Um, uh, as you begin moving into uh, combat formations, uh, you are in charge of this wing. Um, you've taken a couple of hits 
the ships, your ships have taken, not necessarily you, but the ships, uh, your various flight crew have taken a couple of hits. Um, Hotjaw is uh, uh, wingman. I can't remember who his wingman was. Shekels, I believe. Um, so uh, go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and do a quick round of combat and uh, see what happens. I don't have any Jem'Hadar. I think I do actually have Jem'Hadar fighter ships. Um, I think, I think, uh, uh, I think Brian has been so kind as to put them in the system somewhere. Now I have to find them. Jem'Hadar uh, back? Yeah, it's in there. So... I have to find them, but go ahead and uh, give me a piloting role uh, or a first round of combat piloting role. Um, you guys, essentially the, the scenario here is you were uh, traveling through space and were jumped by Gemini ships, uh, a la Dominion War, pretty standard kind of things that they used to do. All right, so you would like a, a piloting role of some kind. Yes. Uh, Darren Khan. Daring Khan, yeah, you can be, like, if you want to be doing, you could be in a, on an offensive role, or you could be going into defensive, maneuvering, whatever you want to do in that kind of stuff, so. Uh, no, Jesus, Jesus is an attack fighter. Right. Uh, she, is, she is on the attack. We're going to go Daring Khan. Uh, oh, right, I meant to do this. Roll 20, change sheets, and now uh, all of my focuses are gone. Fortunately, I have them recorded on my own. So let's let's see here. Gee, so where are you at? Uh, because I believe. Uh, though she does have a talent for evasive action, but I don't think we're going to worry about that right now. Uh, but of course, she has her focus in in fighter craft. So I will I assume that works. Daring con. I have to remember how because I don't think I rolled it all last week. Uh, focused used complication range. I assume is normal. Yes. Uh, yeah, they changed. They changed the dice roller here. All I right. I believe. Looked, I haven't even looked at the new ship sheets or anything. Yet. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's the uh, what's the target I'm looking for? Two. All right. Uh, do we have uh, do we have momentum? Are we starting with any? We or are we starting current momentum from last session? All right. Uh, because I don't think. Uh, yeah, Jisa doesn't have bold or anything. I should probably give her bold. That would make sense. Um, yeah, but let's see if we can generate some momentum. So I'm going to take that momentum and hopefully generate some more because Jisa's actually pretty good at. Jesus' stats aren't anywhere near as good as Tong's stats because I don't use her as much, but we'll see what happens. Let's go. Did that roll? No, that didn't roll. Uh, this button. Two. Okay. Successful. Um, all right. So you have managed to... Uh, you're doing an, attack, an offensive attack, right? That's what you're doing. You're doing an offensive... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to swoop in real close. I'm going to have... Uh, one of the other peregrines on the wing come in and sort of uh, draw the enemy fire, get them to change position as Jesus' ship comes in and focuses on the uh, port side shield emitters. Sure. So that another so that another team. So hopefully we can get those shields down. So the Europa or uh, uh, you know, like Beta, Beta Squad or whatever it would be uh, could drop some torpedoes. All right. Um, you managed to make that maneuver. Uh, one of the other, uh, Juker, uh, one of the other uh, pilots, comes flying in, does a quick strafing run, and uh, gets the shields damaged. Um, takes out one of the fighters, since these are the, the, the small Jem'Hadar ships. Um, the Jem'Hadar then begin maneuvering and swing around. They split their force. There's eight of them left. They, they split their force by four by four and begin uh, a sort of pincering maneuver on uh, on your guys' ships. Um, go ahead and give me an attack roll real quick and uh, uh, see if we can do some damage, and then I will move on to the next what's going on. All right, so how am I... You have an advantage currently, so you would be rolling... 
Uh, two dice, difficulty is one. Uh, but I'm ro- am I rolling from my stats or the fighter stats? You're rolling, uh, you'd be rolling the ship's attack stats, uh, which there should be, hang on. Okay. Yeah, there is a Federation attack fighter. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that ever got updated or not, but that should. I don't. I don't think that is. I don't know. Hmm. Those are pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. It's just sevens across the board on systems, so that that looks. Oh, it's so I've got seven, eight, 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 seven, seven is what it shows me. Oh, that's uh, that is not what I'm seeing. For your departments, it's zero two, zero two zero zero. So, all right, I'll make a quick roll for you. Um, Okay. This is going to be weapons and security. Two. I go ahead and click the button for you. Uh, why did it only roll one die? Did it actually only roll one die? Looks like it. Mm, okay. Well, that's weird. So they fixed things, but not really, it looks like. So... Um, just roll it twice. Just roll 2d20. It's fine. Just roll them. Your difficulty is um, 10. Your target number is 10. Really? Uh, those, are, those are some low stats. All right. Complication. Hooray. An 8 and a 20. All right. You fire your uh, your weapons, and you do a quick strafe across one of the, the Jem'Hadar ships. It begins venting plasma. Uh, the plasma goes... Uh, out into the into the uh it spreads out quickly and blinds the uh the crew the the ships that are following right behind you hot jaw panics uh not panics but hot jaw uh begins breathing very heavily um and get your shit together hot jaw he strays off off the course and flies uh in off to the side like out of formation um juker and weeb collide as they're trying to avoid uh, hot jaws maneuver um uh oh no sorry otter is hot jaws um wingman hot jaw flies off otter tries to correct to to stay with his wingman um and juker and we uh, we be clyde as uh they are trying to avoid otters maneuvering um the jeopardy fighters begin circling uh and they open fire um the 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 sounds all around you the the sirens going off the your alarms and whatnot ringing in the in the cockpit uh, as the uh, sparks and whatnot fly around you and the other crew, then the uh, the simulation ends and you are standing in holodeck four. Um, the doors behind you open, uh, and uh, in comes Commander Moss. That could have gone better. So as as Moss is walking into the room, Jisa uh, doesn't even like take a beat. Jisa walks over to Hotjaw and just shoves him. <laughs> How do you think you're do you trying to run into an asteroid again? Um, Stay information. Moss at ease, everyone. Back in for calm it down, Chisa. This could have gone better. Juker Weeby, that's not an approved technique for the disposal of Starfleet property by any means. Otter, when your wingman leaves you, you treat it as though they're KIA and you adjust. Hot jaw. You heard Jisa. You people break for a plan. You be you people break from the plan, and I, it gets you killed. Communication is king. Reset the th- simulation. Shackles, you're in for Hotjaw. Hotjaw, my office. Jisa, do it again. But those should have like a crew role too. Yeah. I'll bet you those are correct. I yeah. don't. We'll have to play around. Well, anyway, we're back. Yeah, we'll we'll play around with the the the, the roll twenty and see. I think it's just more. I think it was more of an error in my um, functional knowledge of the program. Uh, Look, this is an, this is a great example. You do not need to know how to play a game in order to have fun with it. Just that's play right. the game. That's right. When you don't know, just make it up and go. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and do the captain's log. All right. Uh, yeah, I think Ambrose is. I think Ambrose is in his ready room at this point. Uh, he is looking over a number of 
charts. He's looking over a number of uh, casualty reports and battlefield projections. He is back in full uh, wartime captain mode, and it's uncomfortable how how easily he fell back into that. So he's in his ready room. Uh, the lights are the lights are a bit dim. He finally pushes them away, stands back up, grab, grabs a, uh, a drink of some sort, some tea, and turns around and looks outside the window. Captain's log, supplemental. We are currently en route to the Nordai Rex system in disputed space near the Romulan neutral zone, or at least previously Romulan neutral zone. Starfleet Intelligence reports that Daemon Lupek has an outpost somewhere in this region, and Goth Mara, the Klingon geneticist that was using Romulan and Borg technologies to create enhanced Klingon clones, may have a vested interest in Lupek's operation. A previously intercepted report indicates that Lupek may have very dangerous, very illicit bioneural... Is it bioneural gel? What do they call it? Bio it's uh, Biomimetic. Biomimetic. Uh, biomimetic gel. Of course, which is outlawed in Federation space, in most known space outside of registered, reputable contractors. We will have to see if Damon Lupek has his paperwork in order. Does anybody have anything they want to do before we arrive in Damon Lupex's system? Anybody have any quick stuff they want to run through? Um, I know that last session we had a couple of bits where uh, Eleanor uh, was getting reports of crew members fighting, uh, and you had some plans you were going to do there. Um, anybody else have anything they wanted to do with that or anything else? Otherwise, we will arrive in the Nordi system, Nordi Rex system. All right. So. Go ahead. What you got? I'd like to have Costa meeting with uh, Eleanor, if that's okay. Yeah. So uh, Costa is going to uh, pound on the door uh, uh, loudly. One time. Uh, uh, Costa, the uh, the the bandanaed, bulky, uh, in chief engineer of the ship, uh, enters and he immediately starts rambling. He says. Look, uh, look, Commander, I don't think you understand how uh, how ragged my crew's been going. We've got men there who haven't had a day off in weeks. When's the captain going to set in for some shore leave? Something, something to, that I can tell my men, that I can give them some kind of uh, uh, something to look forward to. Unfortunately, with wars war approaching, we haven't necessarily been able to plan for actual shore leave. You... Okay, well, then, in more time, people get rotated away from the front, right? We've been in Klingon space for months now. You're, pe people are on a wire. My engine crew is liable to burst at this point. And if they burst, guess what's coming with it? Yes, it's very necessary that they all take breaks as needed. Which they are often needed. Are they regularly taking breaks? Are they pushing themselves to finish up the job? They're pushing themselves because they've got to. If, the, if, we, want, if we want the ship to run, uh, if we want the ship to run at the, the standards that Ambrose is setting. We they, they got to run themselves ragged. Does um, Eleanor know, know the next time they're going to be hitting a starbase? Um, there's nothing on schedule at the moment, but you are certainly trying to get space because uh, the ship needs to go in for hull repairs. So you've been trying to get time, but it just hasn't just hasn't been available. 
How far away are we from the nearest Federation starbase? Um, you're heading towards Narendra Station, so maybe um, two or three days. I will speak with the captain. We are in much need for actually hitting a starbase soon. All right, I'm keeping him in line. I'll tell them. I'll tell them there's. Uh, I'll tell them there's Orion babes waiting in the starbase uh, for uh, for their meeting pleasure. But uh, just let the captain know things are tense down there. I know he doesn't come to the to to the engine room very often. Just pass it along, will you? That's all I ask. I understand. Thank you for coming to tell me. Ah, I need to, I need to get back there. Guess who? Guess who else isn't taking any breaks? Are they unable to run without you? They couldn't. They couldn't fold a manifold without me. It would just be a manny. Well, from what I understand, the way that you train them as a uh, crew, they should be very quite self-sufficient, considering how you carry yourself. I would have a little more faith in them. It's, it's, it's like, you ever worked in a mine? That's a dumb question. The point is, the, what I mean is, when people don't perform at their best, people get hurt. In engineering, it's not like tactical, where you, you slip a button and an asteroid somewhere blows up. It, we're talking serious stuff here. We're talking antimatter. We're talking dilithium. Things that go boom if not coaxed, if not prayed to correctly. They're good people, and I'm making sure that they stay in line. And I'm making sure that they do their jobs. And that means I've got to be there to do that. Do you plan on taking a break yourself? Well, maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It depends how long we're sitting in the station. But at least I can blow smoke up their ass till we get there. I'll have a conversation with the captain. You're the best. i got to get back there. I would recommend you taking a break, though. Yeah, and I, I and and I recommend a trip to Ryza. Doesn't mean we're getting one. How often do you eat? He'll pat his more than I should probably. You're right. I I've been eating a lot of I've been I've been eating a lot of process uh, replicator processed food lately. I'll all right, all right. I I get your point. I get your point. All right. Is there anything else you needed? No, no, no. With your permission, I'll be dismissed then. Of course, you're dismissed. He'll barge on out. All right. And we also have anything they want to do real quick? <clears throat> What's that? I'm good. All right. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Where are we at here? All right. After some time, um, you arrive in the Nordi, Nordi Rex system. Uh, you come out of warp. There is a large planetoid. Uh, it is slightly larger than Pluto. Planetoid, not planet. Um... Uh, it is, there is virtually no atmosphere, but there is a large dome structure and there is a great deal of activity under the surface. Um, in the, in orbit around that, there is, uh, a Ferengi, uh, the, the, the transport, which you guys recognize from your sensor logs and whatnot as Lupex Latinum. Um, in addition to that, coming around the far side of the planet, uh, with its shields up and phaser banks active is a large 
uh, Ferengi Marauder. Uh, as soon as that comes up on sensors, uh, uh, Elizabeth will put that on the screen and, uh, 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 Captain, uh, Captain, she's got her shields up. A Decora class Ferengi Marauder. Uh, sorry, I know you just said this, uh, but you, you're, you're saying the Lupex Latinum was behind an asteroid. We moved back. We see the ship. Yeah. As you come out of the system, as you come out of warp. Uh, the Lupex Latinum is uh, orbiting the planet and coming from around the backside of the planet is uh, the FMS Creedon, uh, a Decora class uh, Ferengi Marauder. Its shields are up and its weapons are armed. Oh, it's 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 not Lupex Latinum. It's a different it, ship. There's both. There's Lupex Latinum is there and a, along with Lupex Latinum is the Ferengi uh, Decora class ship. Gotcha. Uh, the Lupex is a, Lupex Latinum is in orbit around the planetoid, the, the planetoid, not planet. Uh, <laughs> and um, the the FMS Creedon, uh, which is the call sign you're getting off the Decora class cruiser, is coming towards you. Okay. While we were entering system, could we identify if and or where uh, Lupex base? Yeah, it's on, on the surface you were detecting uh, there's like a large, there's no atmosphere on the planet, but there's a large dome structure and there's a lot of activity, uh, energy activity going on underneath the surface of the planet. There is also a planetary shield, uh, not a planetary shield, but there is a, a significant shielding around the, um, the domed structure. All right, Helm, set course for the planet... Uh, communications hail the ships and extend to them our greetings. We are here on a on a on a friendly mission of of commerce and further communication. Sensors, I want you to see if you can get a trace of any biomimetic gel down on the planet, or at least see if there are any heavily shielded or otherwise reinforced areas of this base. The, uh, as you're hailing the, the Creedon, the Creedon uh, begins to move to intercept you to prevent you from making orbit. Uh, you guys can scan if you want to go ahead and do a scan. So you said we can scan? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and science, uh, science. Difficulty is three because of the, the composite makeup of the planetary body. So. Okay. I'll spend a momentum then. Uh. Whoop. Wait, hold on. That did not do what I wanted. There we go. It didn't roll uh, what you wanted it to, because you got no. It's fine. Yeah, we can go by the first roll. It still would have been a fail. No, it wouldn't have been a failure. It would have. It would have been two either way. It just didn't do it right. Okay. Um, so, so you have two. Yeah, two successes. Right. Um, uh, the ship also gets to assist. Yep. So we need one more to to succeed. There, there it is. So you have three. You are definitely detecting what uh, a storage facility that contains a great deal of what is probably biomedic gel. Um, you don't have an exact reading because of the shielding, but it looks like there's a significant amount, more than, uh, far, far more than would be standard for any outpost of anything resembling this size or even a, a major star base. A uh, major, major federation medical star base wouldn't have as much as you're getting here, but you can't get no, an exact okay. reading. Just a ton. Okay. Just a ton. Uh, I, got, I got two questions uh, because of my dedicated sensors focus and because of the high resolution sensors on the ship. Yep. Uh, first question is going to be Are there any ships on the surface? No ships on the uh, shuttlecraft. Nothing, nothing significant. I will, I will note the locations of the shuttlecraft. Uh, and then. Um, uh, the other question is, are there uh, any, uh, how many life signs on the planet? On the planet, 
Don't need a specific number. General would be fine. Probably about 14. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the Creedon has a lot on it because it's a big ship. I will report this to the captain uh, as I rattle off some numbers and some, some stuff. Sure. Um, so you've hailed the Creedon. I, I assume you're hailing the Creedon as well. Since you were hailing the general mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Um, I had a picture in there. He has Damon. This this stunning looking gentleman here, um, which is not actually him because I don't actually have a picture of the guy I wanted to have a picture of, but whatever. I did use AI to create uh, some Ferengi. But. It doesn't do copywritten things. You can't yeah, do Ferengi. All right. Anyway, he comes on and, and uh, I am Damon Nos. You are in violation of our space. Turn around, Federation. Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we jumped into this very quickly. Uh, we're not in Federation space. We're also not in Romulan space. We're in unclaimed space, unclaimed space. So we don't really have jurisdiction. Right. Nobody has jurisdiction. Right. Um, we didn't really have a plan for dealing with this. There wasn't really <laughs> a, te- you guys have never seen a Ferengi Marauder out here before. So it wasn't something, mm. um, there's been no reports of Ferengi Marauders in the area and over the last quite a long time Lupek has never had any kind of protection he's always just kind of been himself okay Damon Noss this is the Federation uh, the Federation Starship USS Europa Captain Arani Ambrose speaking we are here looking into reports of uh, looking into reports of the sale of biomimetic gel would you like to buy some we would indeed As you know, there is a war going on, and supplies, usual supplies, are taxed. If you have come into a supply of your own, we could certainly have further discussions. Stand by. Um, the screen goes dark for a couple seconds. Comes back after a few seconds. Damon Lupek says that you have done him some favors in the past and is willing to meet with you. Proceed. Make no mistake, though, Federation. You are our guest. Well, Damon, I appreciate the hospitality. He closes up the the comm and um, you can make orbit. Um, You you receive instructions once you have made orbit uh, on where you can beam down to. uh, And the shields will... uh, the shields in a particular section of the compound will uh, lower. Who are you going to take down? All right. Uh, yeah, who do we want to take down? Uh, I think Ambrose is going to go down now that we have uh, Brooks here. Fully aware of the the hypocrisy. Uh, who, uh, I mean, who else wants to go down? Take Mills. Mills? We could take Mills. Uh, I don't have the, um... The crew sheet. The crew sheet. Uh, let's see. Who, who else totally lost do we Mills. have... Uh, I mean, with biomimetic gel, we should probably have some sort of doctor. Uh, so if, if you want to bring Mills, then perhaps Brian can bring uh, Daphine. Sure. I'd say unless you want to flip that and bring Dasavi and Koba. No, this is interesting. You don't see the... This is interesting. Let's, do, let's roll with it. Yeah, we don't, see, we don't see a lot of Daphine, especially off ship. Uh, so Daphine, Mills, and... Uh, you can bring Tana characters. if you want. Tana? Uh, Tana oh. is communications, She's... right? Mm-hmm. She might need to translate something. Yeah. 
uh, you know, and you're good at talking, I assume. She's also partially, she's technically an engineer, but she does work in comms and everything else. So, okay, perfect. Your perfect. All right. Uh, All right. Um, oh, go ahead. I thought it was O'Connor, not Mills. Mm -mm. No, Mills is the security officer. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, anyone else going to say anything? Or was that good? Uh, yeah, let, let's meet in the the transporter room real quick as we're assembling our gear. I mean, uh, we're, we're not going down like full tactical, so we, I guess there's not really gear we need to take with us. I assume we do have our usual uh, handheld phasers on us just because that's uh -oh, standard oh, no. away mission gear. I think Brian dropped and it'll be back. There we go. He um, transport a little too early. Yes, he got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> the team is so excited to go on, to actually go on a mission. She's like, bye. Premature <laughs> transportation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nothing has happened since Brian left. Brian, you're back. <laughs> yep, I'm back. Sorry about that. All right. Our plan for this, we have not had... We have not had much time since this information was reported to us, and we don't have the luxury of allowing this to play out. I am taking suggestions, but I think our most likely chance of success is to pose as buyers and get a, a look at the inventory in order to assess the quality of the bi biomimetic gel, and hopefully, while we are having this discussion. One of us can break off and tag these, tag the crates, tag the shipments of these with specific transponders that would help us beam them back. We are operating outside of Federation space. We are operating outside of Federation jurisdiction. Generally, that does not mean we operate outside of Federation protocol. However, this is war, and that is a heavily restricted and regulated substance, even outside of our own territory. I am not above taking it, if necessary. Any objections? No, sir. It's all right with you. I will volunteer to break off and sneak into their stores. Very good. I would like to stress that this is ideally a non-combat away mission. We are there to gather information and plant these devices. If all goes well, we should not have to deal with any any fire. I would like to avoid any casualties, if at all possible. Nurse Daphine, I would like you to be on the lookout for traces of this biomimetic gel and see if you can get a read on what it may be, where it may be stored, what it may be used for, and what quality, what quality it is in. I think I can do that. Very good. Uh, Ensign Tana? Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Uh, Lieutenant Tana, I would like you to make yourself aware of any discreet communications, if you can. Otherwise, stay with me. I may need that silver tongue of yours. Are we, is this a quick in and out, or once we find it, are we doing something about it? We are going to go down, pose as buyers, get as much information as we can, haggle over price, Eventually, that price will be deemed too expensive for the Federation. Of course, only after we have given Lieutenant Mills enough time to plant these devices, we will leave in a friendly, if minorly disgruntled uh, fashion. And when we are safely back aboard, hopefully this, these devices will allow us to transport. If we can, we should be aware of... we. If we can, we should find some means of shutting down or weakening their shield generators. Other than that, this should be a quick in and out. Low profile, non-combat. I can do that. 
Right. Let's go. Ready to beam down. You guys beam into uh, another transporter pad. It's much more run down. It has that distinctive like um, garage smell that that oil and dirt and and dust smell. It is obviously not super well maintained. Um, honestly, if you had known it was like this, you may not have beamed in. <laughs> um, transport completes, and Damon Lupec and two of his. Um, security officers are there with you. Um, Lupac, who you've seen before. Um, says, ah, Commander Ambrose, or Captain Ambrose. I always, why sound like Commander? Because we had a season and a half of you, well, a season of you being a commander. I don't know why. Uh, Captain Ambrose, I am so grateful you have come. Uh, I understand you're interested in acquiring some biomimetic gel. <laughs> Just so happens I have a small quantity available for sale. That is very fortunate. Uh, I am thankful that our dealings in the past have made myself and the Federation aware of your fine reputation and quality goods. Yeah, yes. Um, come with me. Uh, tell me, how much are you looking to acquire of the biomedic gel? He gestures for you guys to take your way, to make your way into the main complex. Well, as you know, Damon Lupek, it is a tumultuous time out here in the galaxy at the moment. Two, possibly three separate wars stretching across the Alpha and Beta Quadrant. I would assume that your small supply of biomimetic gel would be in popular demand. I'm sure you are aware that the Federation uses such supplies purely for medicinal aid, and that is our primary concern during these conflicts. Not only supporting our own personnel, but providing relief and humanitarian aid to those who need it. As such, we are looking for multiple shipments over the course of future installments, if at all possible, of at least uh, at least 100 Leaders, I don't remember what a, what a normal shipment of biomimetic gel so, is. Um, there's an episode of View Space Nine that talks that that has uh, what mm -hmm. is it, 85 or something like that leaders that was more than was in the entire se sector that mm -hmm. View Space Nine was in. So mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, we are we are looking for somewhere on the order of about 50 or so leaders in installments every few months 50 liters each few months like 50 liters a quarter yes <laughs> he kind of gets a little nervous i don't think i can provide that much the sum that i have took me months and considerable resources to acquire perhaps we can go 50 liters over over the amount of months because quite Biomimetic gel can go quite a long way, can't it? It does. I I have 50... Well, I might have 50 liters that I could possibly part with. I have to do the math, but... Uh, come, I... Well, we were, we were told, not only by yourself and our own experiences, but uh, throughout our travels, that you, Damon Lupek, are one of the most renowned and fair traders in this side of the Beta Quadrant, I think we're in. Yeah, beta quadrant. And have the resources to supply, or likely would have the resources to supply such a need. I would be I would be um I would be surprised if you I would be surprised if you were not able to live up to that reputation, knowing how modest Frankie usually are. Uh, you can't read him uh, with your telepathy because mm -hmm. Ringy aren't really readable, but go ahead and give me, and uh, anyone else who wants to do this can as well. Um, give me an insight and command check. All right. Insight, command. If, if anybody else on the, on that, on the away team wants to do it, they can as well. Uh, and I do have a focus in Where diplomatic did my focus relations. Go? 
Yeah, when the when the sheet changed over, it erased yeah. all the focus. It erased a whole bunch of stuff. So I hope you guys have all of that it's all recorded the, elsewhere. It's all on the. It's all it's all the yeah. Okay. So in Tana, you've got endurance, logistics, communication, or sorry, computer, cybernetics, psychology. And art. I would say oh, it's linguistics, not logistics. Sorry. Psychology though would apply. Cheat here so I can see what actually happened. So Mills misses it, Kendall gets it, and Jack gets it. Um, Daphine, are you gonna roll? Uh, yeah, inside command, you said? Insight and command, yeah. Ooh, nice. Nice. Uh, we'll go ahead and give you guys a momentum to hold up there. Um, uh, Daphine can ask an additional question or we can bank that. Um, Damon Lupek definitely seems um, not just uncomfortable that you're here, but uncomfortable at the idea of of parting with the biomedic job that he has. Um, it's definitely, it, it goes beyond the level of stress you would expect to see from somebody who has just been caught with gel. Like he probably knows he's, you don't really have jurisdiction here, but this is a definite like um, extreme nervous tension that he has. Daphine, you can ask one question if you want to. Um, or you can bank it. I'll bank it. I'll bank it. All right. Um, Lupec continues. Um, I, uh, that much gel, I, again, what resources I have, I have spent considerable amount of, what, what gel I do have, I have spent considerable resources i i could part with some but it would uh, i don't normally deal in this kind of substance if you understand my meaning it, it is a a one kind of a one-time deal and i did manage to get more than i expected more than i required um, in the hopes of uh, of course increasing my profit margins but um I would require considerable compensation for what I have, for the 50 liters that I have, um, as it might put me close to being short for my deliveries. Most of, of course. my product is already spoken for. I see. Uh, well, I would never even think of asking who may already hold such, but I may be so bold as to ask if we could, if there is the possibility that the Federation may be able to match or exceed that amount. Of course, and if you're not, if you're not overly, cons well, actually, I, I will show you, come, 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 come. And he starts leading you. Um, he still has the two guards with him, but he takes you through, through the compound, which is uh, not luxurious. Um, it's pretty worn down. Uh, it, but at one time it was that it's somewhat luxuriously think like uh, a hotel from the seventies that hasn't really been updated, but has been, was obviously opulent at one time, but hasn't been well maintained in 40 or 50 years. Um, hasn't been maintained well in 40, or 50 years. So um, it's kind of that everything is out of style and stale and faded. Um, but and at one time was damaged. Really nice. what's that? And smoke damaged. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, cause the seventies and eighties were a good time for cigarettes. Um, he leads you into uh, a section that is much more sterile, uh, and much more, um, mechanical looking. Uh, it's not Ferengi technology, whereas most of this is, is older Ferengi technology. Um, it is clearly, uh, cobbled together from largely like Romulan and, um, maybe even Federation parts, nothing illicit or anything like that, but it's definitely a, a more um, professionally geared type of, of area. Um, somewhat cobbled together, but pr quite professionally done. And then you lead, it leads into a, a stasis chamber, a stasis area, um, which is a large vaulted room. Um, and this, he, he manages to, he, he uses a handprint and types of code and uses a retinal scan real quick and, and uh, says, uh, tells the computer, go ahead and, all right, open the door. Door slides open. It's a fairly thick, heavy door. Um, it would take a phaser a little while to get through it, unless you were on the highest settings. 
Um, well, uh, while he's doing the whole security thing, I'm just going to slightly bump into uh, Tana and give her a little nod. Like, hey, um, note all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. She's uh, looking over the uh, consoles and looking around at this stuff. Yes. Okay. Um, go ahead and... Uh... Not really a role for memorization or anything, but that. go ahead and do a. Where'd my sheet go? Uh, do insight and security, and if you get a couple of successes there, we'll say that you can use them for as an advantage. Uh, if you get two successes, we'll say you can go ahead and get an advantage later on. Insight, security. Do you have, you don't, you, um, sensor, oh, you have sensory replacement, right? Yes, I do. Uh, is it an eye? Yes. Okay. Um, go ahead and get an advantage on that. Does that mean an extra dice or? Yeah, it's a lower difficulty. So your difficulty is only going to be one. Okay. Um, would my uh, computer's focus work? Not, or not on this. Uh, that would work for when you're actually going to reapply it. Okay. Just one. Just one, which is all you needed. Um, all right, so note that you'll have an advantage on if you guys try to crack the security system later. Um, all right. With that, the, doors, the door slides open. It's a big, heavy door. Um, it's fairly thick. Again, it would take a phaser on anything but the highest settings uh, several minutes to get through. On the highest settings, it would just explode because that's what phasers do. They're entirely badass. Um, when the door opens, uh, you see that there are, it's a fairly large room, um, like the size of a large supermarket. Um, it's just big and open, and there are shelves lining various areas. Uh, and there's a section right in near the middle as he's walking you in that is just stacks, like shelves and shelves of, of uh, leadered glass containers of uh, one liter glass containers of blue gel. Um, um, uh, Daphine will uh, pull out her medical tricorder and begin scanning, but uh, I will make sure I'm looking like I'm scanning just the one in front of us, but I'm going to be looking for all my biomimetic gel in the company. Okay. Um, it, you, uh, you can detect pretty easily. Go ahead and give me a roll. Uh, difficulty okay. is going to be uh, just standard difficulty of two. Uh, the, you can also get the right tool for the job or the equipment roll. Uh, equipment, uh, I think, so adds advantage is what it does. So, difficulty it, does oh, so it gives me advantage. Yeah. Uh, so difficulty is actually only one. All right. Uh, I do not have any focuses. And I'm rolling science, right? Okay. Ooh. That's not a good roll. No good. No good. Um, the tricorder does give you the information, the basic information, that there appears to be approximately 500 liters of biomimetic gel in this room. There doesn't appear to be anything outside of that, outside of the area uh, that you can detect, but there appears to be 500 liters in this room, which is an exorbitant amount. Okay, and that matches the amount we scanned from above. It comes pretty close to it. Yeah, you didn't have an exact reading through the shields and through the through the everything else, but it's pretty. It would definitely match like that. You would detect to have. It's it lines up pretty close. Yeah. Sure. How much did you say? Five hundred liters, which is a ton. It's a lot. Jesus. Yeah. Again, this is more than would probably be. Uh, Daphine would know. This is this probably be more biomedic gel than you would see in most Federation space in the Alpha Quad or in the, in the Beta Quadrant. Like it's probably this would more be than, yeah. This would be enough to keep the Tycho Station Hospital running for years. I have a great deal of it, as you can see. But as I said, most of my supply is already spoken for. I do have some that is. Uh, uh, my client doesn't understand the quality 
uh, aspects of the gel. And I know the Federation has high standards. Yes. I could sell some of the higher grade uh, material. Um, I think I could probably part with 50 liters. I, again, I, my buyer is very particular, uh, but I think, uh, uh, I believe that I have enough collected to be able to, uh, to see you I'm sorry. Dufino will make a pointed look at him and she'll go, your, your buyer has standards, so how much will be left over? Uh, because if you're, what standards is your buyer looking for so we can get an idea of how much, uh, of, of how much we'll need in order to meet our standards? Um, as I said, my, my client doesn't understand the standards that are applied. Um, he just wanted quantity. He, he was after mm. a great deal. I don't believe my client understands what biomedic gel really is um, or what it does. Uh, he is not a scientist, particularly. and doesn't have a lot of scientists working for him. It's just something mm. that is valuable, and he would well, like it. Per um, perhaps we could speak with him. Uh, uh, perhaps we could speak with him, uh, make, out some, make some arrangement. After all, there is an outbreak on uh, on uh, Kozel 4. As soon as you say that you could possibly meet with him, his, his face just goes like, he, he turns, like his makeup falls off and you see just how pale he actually is. Um, his, uh, his face goes flat and his, his, the blood drains from his face. I don't know if meeting him is a good idea. Um, my client is a very um, private individual. Well, we understand how vaguely how business operates outside of Federation space, and uh, it would be helpful. It could be helpful for us, but I believe uh, our nurse here was uh, simply extending an altruistic hand to whoever may need it. This is legitimately dangerous material to be used by somebody who as you said, is not well-versed in such technology. I don't disagree, Captain. Well, we would not want to pressure you into uh, siding against your usual client confidentiality, but the Federation does have a greater understanding of this technology if it could prove useful to yourself or your, uh, your other clients. Let's, uh, let's, but, go and, let's go speak more uh, outside of this room, please. I'm nervous. Well, crazy. as you said, uh, the Federation is much more concerned with quality. Before we start talking about uh, quantity or payment, we will need a verification of the quality of this gel. Could you take us around your supply so that we could... Uh, so that you can pick out what would serve our needs best. Uh, yeah, yes, of course. Um, I have the highest grade material uh, over here. Um, and he walks you towards the far end of the, the area. Uh, what else is in this warehouse, just vaguely? Oh, all kinds of just kitschy stuff. There's a lot of bits of technology. Um, there is a section... Um, there's a lot of different very like, again technologies. There's a lot of starship parts and base components. Um, there's a, a rack of what looks like uh, disruptor power cells um, from like Romulan disruptors. Uh, there's um, as you're you know you're making your way down the corridors, you can see one section that has um, uh, an extra security guard standing near it. Um, and there's uh, a lot of like well i think you guys you probably know better than anybody else would but there is uh, a great deal of like what looks like components from like borg ships um or not necessarily ships but borg components mm -hmm. um there's a guard standing in front of that one there's also some dominion ship components and um, there we go. Uh, and I assume the two other guards he had with us are kind of like flanking our rear. Yeah, they're just kind of following you around. They, yeah. they have phasers, but they're not. They're just 
holstered phasers. Or... So as, as we're walking down the aisles and we come to Dominion ship pieces, a Ambrose has been looking around, just kind of doing the window shopping thing as we're as we're walking by, maybe making some small talk like, hey, I used to blow up Bork like that. And oh, our, our engineer could probably use one of those little pieces. Uh, but as as we come across Dominion, 